welcome back to Footwork, a podcast for those who dream big, never settle, and make their own path. I'm Sean. And I'm Dylan. Together with guests, we share stories and tips every Monday to educate, inspire, and create a community built of soccer players and dream chasers. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Terence Boyd is a German-American forward who currently is helping FC Kaiserlautern find its way back to its former glory. Before that, the path has been long and filled with ups and downs. He started in the second teams of Hertha Berlin and Dortmund, quickly gaining notoriety. He scored Europa League goals, ventured to the MLS, and earned 14 caps for the U.S. men's national team. Fun fact, he scored in every Bundesliga. That's a very small list. Terence joins us in the midst of a great second Bundesliga campaign, Fantastic results for the club, and right in the middle of a golden boot race. This conversation was right up there with one of our favorites, and you'll see why. This is True to Myself with Terrence Boyd. It's Terrence Boyd. Welcome to Footwork. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So we always start off with the motto, Footwork, which is make your own path. You know, you've taken a journey which has seen you play for over eight clubs, national teams, in and out of different companies, or countries, I should say. It's the same. Same. Yeah. Companies, countries. Yeah. All that's the same. Finding ways to perfect the craft, you know, still a 31, hitting a new prime. What is making your own path mean to you? I think, first of all, it's um, finding finding out who the true you or your true self is. You know what I mean? In terms of uh, off the pitch. Because um, when I see, I see so many young guys and talents come up and train with the pros right now. And I always tell them, hey, you, I mean, obviously you need match, like you need games and match experiences to finally find out who you are as a player on the pitch, right? But it's, it's kind of compared to like, it's the same with you guys. And I don't even know you guys personally, but I think every one of you, at some point, reach a stage where it's like, boom, yeah, that's me, Dylan. That's me. That's what I stand for. That's what, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what defines me. This is the person I am. Obviously, people can change, yeah, but this is the, like the basic principles that makes you, you, right? And um, so it's it's a long journey. And I think it's um, every every player personally, it's, it's a different path. Um and at some point you're gonna reach, yeah, this kind of a state where you, where it just clicks and you're like, yeah, exactly, that's it. That's so me. I don't know yeah. if you. I always talk a lot, so should I go in depth or? You do. I mean, podcast. Yeah. You could do it. You do whatever you want. Yeah. All right. So um, for me, for example, when I went to Rapid Vienna, mm-hmm. and I had my my assistant coach was Carsten Janka, former Bayern national German national team striker huge bald head bald ass head and um i didn't even like him like as a player before because he wasn't good at dribbles i was like a Thierry Henry guy yeah, okay. yeah, yeah uh before i finally found out i'm not that kind of guy i'm not that guy <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quick as hell and that technically gifted <laughs> and f- somehow found out that i'm actually more like this Carson Yanka dude who had a good ass career you know and then he kind of told me okay what to do how to behave as a central striker because I'm my position for example is one of the like dying breeds right now because every nowadays 
they want every player to play at least two, three other positions, mm -hmm. versatile. And I'm like this, just, you know, fat old dude up front who's going to hold up the balls. And, you know, but once we're in the box, I know that we're home. You know what I mean? That's right. my home and I'm going to gonna set the rules in there. But <laughs> outside the box? <laughs> but um, so it was at that time, I was like 21, 22, I think. We said our position is like, like kind of like Shaquille O'Neal. What is this big fella doing? He's getting rebounds, laying it off for other people, going back under the court. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, um, just doing the basics. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. The thing is, once you once you find out who you really are as a player, it's about okay. Obviously, you got strength and weaknesses, so it's all about how you're gonna sell yourself. Yeah. So obviously you want to get in more situations where, where your strengths are like shown and mm -hmm. in less situations where, where people can see weaknesses. And obviously this way you can con contribute way more to your, uh, for your, to your own team and, and help them win games. And um, yeah, so I reached that point when I was like 22. I was actually very happy to have so many games, professional games under my belt at that time because I, I wasn't the normal it wasn't the normal road of a talent. I came to the academy when I was like 18, never had the uh, the, the proper education. That's why my first touch is still shitty as hell. But then again... <laughs> uh, I was like, clutch. Uh, yeah, but I was like, yeah, one, went to Rep Vienna and had two, two, two seasons back-to-back um, -back where I played in the Europe League group stage. And yeah. I was allowed to do mistakes and then... Um, the normal way is okay if you're not a Mario Götze, for example, you sign with the pros, you play with the reserve team or still on a 19, but you mm -hmm. ride the bench with the pros, eventually you're gonna make it, but it's it's taking years and and uh yeah, so those Rapid Vienna days helped me a lot in terms of finding out who you really are. And yeah, it's been a crazy ride since then. And, and since then, you are currently um, in some of the best shape of your life. And I think you are you're 31, but still getting maybe into a prime and past what people would consider. OK, you, you get to 30 after 30 athletes tend to peak and, and on the way down. But Ronaldo, LeBron, these guys are showing that that's not the case anymore. Um, how are you feeling currently and how's the season going? Yeah, spectacular. Uh, yeah. Let's see, not me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I actually... I mean, it sounds kind of arrogant, but like, I feel like I'm playing the best ball I've ever played in my, in my whole career. Um, because what, what, what I've lacked the years before is the experience you got now and the, and the confidence in yourself. And this is actually the most important part as a, as a yeah athlete in whatever sport you are, because if you're not com if you don't have self-confidence, well, um, there's only so many games the coach is going to be confident in you. And after that, that's it, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Wow. Because that's mm -hmm. the way this business is, uh, is going, right? And, um, mm -hmm. and it's unforgivable. The business side of football is just, it just mentally drains you because you always have to perform. And if not, after one, two games, you're going to be scared that you're going to might lose your starting job or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
it, it's oh, it's just it's crazy. But like the confidence is a big big factor, and um, I got it right now. Um, yeah, we are performing so well. We just got promoted from from third to the second league. Uh, obviously, Kaslautan used to be uh, one of the giant clubs in Germany, yeah. but like, yeah, went to a slump for like ten years. And uh, to be to be one of those like local heroes that got them promoted again, um, it's just just a blessing. And um, fans are extraordinary. We have like home games where like fifty thousand are coming, yeah, away nuts. games where like ten five to ten ten thousand are showing up, which is unbelievable. And um, so far, right as of right now, we have fourth in the table. We don't know how we got there. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but we just are like overperforming, and we just yeah. think because many players have a similar kind of path like me. And before we want to like show the fans and the club that we can we can ball out in the second league, we want to prove it to ourselves. Yeah. Because before that, I was a dumb stud in the second league. I didn't, I didn't play well. I just, I wasn't confident enough. And somehow, you guys play too, so you know it. Uh, the surroundings have to be right. It's kind of weird. It's like you have, it's like Feng Shui. You know, it's 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 so mm. weird because like, if you know, like you're not a you're in Lübeck right now. If you perform, that's probably because the coach is doing a good job, the teammates are good, or everything just kind of like gels together. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of weird. And um, I don't know how to describe it. And um, so yeah, it's it should be given or don't take it for granted that it's yeah. currently running because um yeah. Like you on game days, you were just a product of everything that happens behind the scenes, like for for weeks and months. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we just we just happy right now, live in the moment, and uh, yep. just cherish everything, and just you know, we just have one motto, and this is like to be able to look into the into your, into the mirror after games. If you know, we just you know when hundred percent. Obviously, you can lose games. There are better teams than us. Easy, yeah, but if we give, give like a hundred percent, we know we can uh win or draw against any team in the league, and we've shown that. And um, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's it's a game. Footwork.club, the official website for all things footwork, is now live. Check out all footwork podcast content, including episodes, guest features, and YouTube videos. The press, a section with written articles, interviews, and blogs from ourselves and guests. Game time, updates about our season in Germany and what's going on behind the microphone. Want to go pro? Dedicated to helping soccer players follow their dreams with helpful info and our consultation sign-up. That's a free video call with us to connect and ask anything. And of course, the footwork shop. We got some of the best merch around as well as free PDF templates like a CV builder and much more. So join the club at footwork.club. Like you said, you got the confidence now, 10 goals. I mean, you're like right in the golden boot race with a few guys there. I think you're up at second. But mm -hmm. I'm sure like as a forward, I mean, you've experienced the times when the, the confidence isn't there, the drought is there. Sometimes you can have the confidence and still get the goal drought too and not just not be in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. All these things can happen. So how have you kind of grown in that way in terms of like when you're in these goal droughts or when you have a few – different times to not put too much pressure on yourself 
and to to see it out on the other side you know yeah i mean they had different ways and different <clears throat> and obviously they had different personas or different players so everybody has their own kind of method but like for me it's been confidence done doesn't come with just one goal you know what i mean mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. one game it's just uh, it's it's a process and uh I've lacked the confidence in the, in the the past years. So when I was at Darmstadt, coming back from an ACL injury where I almost retired, was been out for one and a half years. And then all of a sudden I'm playing first Bundesliga. I never played there before. Had didn't have the confidence back then, but like at least I got managed to get one Bundesliga goal. Um, second league at Darmstadt, I just didn't perform. Went on to Toronto because of as an American, I wanted to play in the MLS. I knew Josie Altidore was there. I'm not going to be a starter, but I was like, fuck it. I just want to experience it. It's, I love I love the league. The league is, is nice. We just talked beforehand. Only thing that bothers me is that you can't get promoted or relegated, uh, even more relegated. And when it comes to pressure, when we get relegated in here, people in the front office are losing, losing their jobs. So mentally, this is like so many so much is at stake you know when it comes to relegation and the fight to stay in the league and uh, I think it kind of mentally translate into the uh, into the national team that's why yeah we should be so proud that so many European talents are in, uh, uh, so many talents are playing in, in Europe's highest level right now but um, didn't perform at Toronto at all um, which yeah sucks because national team and MLS the only leagues where I've played professionally where I haven't scored a single goal, um, and then I went back to Halle Halishevtsin third league and I just we just talked about it the surroundings were right the timing was right everything just clicked and game by game month by month I got my confidence back and. Was funny because I told my wife when I was at Halle, I said, I mean, I've played the first league and I was used to be a national team player. I was like, I think I'm playing my best ball right now, but I'm in the third fucking league. Nobody cares, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, I think this is the best version I've I ever seen of myself. And to be able to, um, yeah, make the most out of it with the move to Kaiserslautern, being one of the guys who got them promoted. Um, and now, you know, succeeding as a team, succeeding in the second league, it's been a hell of a ride. It's been a process, but I'm just ha- just happy. Yeah, I'm happy with my life, happy with, with my career and the way I came back. Because um, believe me, I think it's Dave, one of my favorite rappers, the highest of the highest, never last, as long as the lows of the lows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're there. There are so many rough times and rough games where you just feel like shit and like they always feel harder and more intense than the than the successful times, right? And mm-hmm. but you need those times. You mm-hmm. need them because you don't want to feel this the, the pain again. You know, just uh, when it comes to confidence, the last the last game was is a perfect example. Um so it was one one one. Got a ball right in front of the goal. So I'm on a second post, flat ball, but it bounced a little bit, but nobody cares because it was five meters in front of the goal. And I just hit it right wide. I just I just missed the sitter like 
like two meters in front of a goal. Whole Saw that, yeah. nuts. Saw that. Me, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go again. You know? <laughs> 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 I just thought the game winner, right? Yeah. And um, like a few years back, that would be it. You could suck me out and I would be like, mentally, I wouldn't be there anymore, right? You couldn't mm. use me anymore. And that's why I'm talking about confidence because in this moment, I was like, okay, this, this shit happened to me before. Yeah. Whatever you can't, you can't, you know, change the past. So okay, who knows? Maybe I get get another chance. So what I did for the first time in my career, actually, I just started laughing. I just started laughing to just trick myself to be, you know, you know, to trick my my body and myself and my and my mind to be happy to just, you know, it's done. You can't change it. Whatever. Uh, Ten minutes later, I get like it's, um, yeah easier sitter and then boom i was yeah but you made a good back post run true yeah hey Some good that was smart that was smart just good yeah, movement exactly because I, I was i was targeting first post and sliding back and this yeah you got him you got him like on a little hezzy and then you came back exactly. post. it looked it looked it's one of those but it still, looks easy it looks it easy looks, but that movement that movement hey, is but like, I, but I like you, man. I like you because yeah, <laughs> no, no, because nobody. I said a, a video and this guy, and he's like hard on me because I'm never running, right? I'm being a lazy player, and he's like, <laughs> I, I told him, I was like, do you see the move I did before that? <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, but this is subject confidence. Yeah. A few years yeah. uh, back, I wouldn't have been on the pitch anymore. They would sub me out because I would play like shit from then on, and um. Yeah, so this is the part of experiences and, um, you know, learning from mistakes. And those mistakes, the sitters, the easy sitters that you miss, they're going to happen again. But yep. the thing is, how are you going to cope with it? It's an easy example with stand up one more time, then you fall down. And uh, yeah. it's just it's just nice right now, yeah. Did you ever work with a mental coach or a sports psychologist to kind of change your mindset in terms of that, of getting over mistakes in No, nope. no. Nope. So um had seven ones at several uh, stations and um, I'm always like, hey man, like it's nice, nice that you got that we got you here and I really respect that and I hope people will come forward and just talk to you if they have problems. I'm not the type of guy. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather cry in front of my, my wife or just drink mm -hmm. some Jack Daniels. That's about it, you know. Hey, that's your therapy there, right there. Yeah. Yeah. So um it shouldn't be the the the, the bar for how to cope with bad games and mental. I've never had mental problems per se when it comes to that. So um obviously when we talk about mental health, the way like we talk about depression this is this is those are problems right mm -hmm. being on the gold drought or playing badly right now this is something else obviously you can help uh, work with those coaches i've i've been at one meeting with one mental coach and he was like teaching me something like i should just do this and i was like yeah okay nah you know what i mean so um uh, only you like you said before and we talked off camera like you're you you only you know what you need and exactly what you don't yeah need. but yeah. then again there might be players you know what i mean who really you need, need that them. yeah for sure, sure. Yeah, sure so sure. it's nice to have have that um the option the resources exactly and um yeah but for me personally i'm not that kind of guy who it's not that i'm respected or like obviously like 
it might help if you go really go into depth and just you know work everything up but um i don't know i don't feel like it yeah good and and staying on that topic of promotion relegation that lacks in the mls and you feel is lacking in their mentality and why they didn't have success back when you were part of the squad um you've been part of promotion and relegation yourself so how can you describe first off promotion and then uh, everything that comes with relegation and being in that relegation battle so good thing is i've only been relegated once in my life and everyone saw it coming because i went from leipzig to darmstadt when they had eight points and i came yeah. in january so everybody knew the party is over so we actually presented ourselves very very well and um we did the best we could because you can't recover from eight points in the bundesliga and stay in the league so um so uh it wasn't it wasn't a normal relegation obviously darmstadt they went from third league to the first league uh years before so the the fans knew what's about to come and they went so hard on us because they're like okay we're just happy we had those two first league years right and so there was a pretty chill relegation um but i've been in relegation belts in darmstadt halle for two years um Darmstadt one was actually the craziest because Dirk Schuster came back, my coach at Lauter right now, and he came back for a second stint at Darmstadt and things didn't look that that, that good. And um, to this day, I don't know how we managed to do it, but like, yeah, you can feel the nerves. Mm -hmm. So staying in the league and like surviving the relegation battle is has equally good as winning a promotion or championship because um you know you save some people some people their jobs in the front yeah. office um obviously um when it comes to resilience in your career and your in your cv it looks good you know um but you know i mean it, as a team it just make it's doing so much for you when you know you've been through the through the battle and and you succeeded and this is such a it's 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 incredible this feeling is incredible and other i mean right now i did the i got promoted from fourth league to third league third league to second league and second league to first league but the last one with Red Bull Leipzig from second league to first league i didn't play a game when i was out with my acl injury so it doesn't really count but i got all the all the promotion titles in germany <laughs> I played the game. um decorated and yeah i have to say that the one right now with with kaiserslautern was just epic um as, as i mentioned before lautern used to be one of the biggest clubs in germany and um seeing this i always compare them to a sleeping giant and um seeing them you know struggle their heart went into um what's it called administration, administration. almost into administration um so there was that close to going to the fourth league. Then they saved their asses. Um, and you could see, okay, there's a team growing up in there. Um, yeah, exactly one year ago, I came to Kaiserslautern and everything worked out just fine. It was just perfect. It was just perfect. We were just a nice team at some point. Statistically, we were one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in whole Europe for, for mm. some time. 
unbelievable. And um, yeah, then we went. Then the three last games, we uh, we just bottled the games and went into a playoff playoff against Dresden and missed the sitter there as well. Oh, so yeah. So that was uh, yeah. Here we go again. But then again, um, we were better three out of four halves in those both games and um. um Unbelievable, just unbelievable. We party. I can't imagine there's anything like a relegation yeah, playoff said, or a promotion playoff. It's just yeah. Before we went on the pitch, uh, before the before kickoff, when we left the locker room, you know, everybody's like shouting and we do a circle yeah. and just talking nonsense. And I was like, dude, guys, when we come back, like obviously not in halftime, but after the final whistle, when we come back, what's the second leg at risk? When we come back into this locker room, we second league players. We just kind of manifested it, and um, unbelievable, just can't crazy. Imagine. You can't realize it on the, the, yeah. the same day, and so, God, like party in the locker room for an hour. <laughs> Somebody came with three, three liter Jack Daniels bottle. I just. Oh, oh my God! I almost killed that bitch myself. And then uh, Jeez. <laughs> the bus, they went to the bus, didn't drink a single drop because I knew, okay, this far and that's it. Because I gotta regain my composure here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had, a, had a shitty ride home, and but to be expected. Uh, right to the stadium, um, met at the stadium again. Yeah, and then we went with the bus. We went to. Um, like to the city was a parade going on and it was unbelievable and then you kind of the first time you kind of not fully but kind of realized what we just did because mm -hmm. it was like for like two days straight it was vacation in the whole in the whole region in the whole county um just unbelievable unbelievable i don't know i, I oh, i'm, I'm yeah. lost in words it's, it's speechless yeah, okay. you could have just, you know, you had like the, um, we all had the gift to make people happy. And this is so, this is such a great feeling to just see the relief on all those faces, you know, coming back from the dead. Now we're back in the second league. And um, I mean, this is a club that belongs to the Bundesliga, but we're not there right now. But I think, I mean, the coming years, I don't know how many years, they will be back in the Bundesliga because the, the fans and the stadium are too even bigger than our team is. You know what I mean? Right. So um, it's unbelievable. And um, yeah, just to be a part of that was just, uh, just, wow. It's just a blessing. Yeah. And the, the emotions, the energy that are intertwined with the, these promotion and relegation battles, you mentioned uh, a little bit here on the podcast and before, but you felt in Toronto that that lacked in terms of training and in games, uh, when you don't get results, how players react, and ultimately how that translates into the national team performances. Now, how do you, how do you yeah, go ahead. No, what I'm just saying is if, um, I think it will come with every, every US talent that's coming to, to Europe and just lives through the moment of, okay, what it's like to be relegated or, you know the fear of being relegated and seeing what's like what's behind a relegation and you know the pressure it's just different it's just different and um that's what i'm saying 
it's, it's not um it's not against MLS players because it's not their fault. It's it's a system mm-hmm. that's um not preparing those MLS players mentally enough to you know to get through like hard times. And you know, just being able to mentally run through a brick brick wall because the MLS, if you don't, as I said before, if you don't make the playoffs, it's just yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? I got like a even an even longer vacation now, and just let's let's see where I'm gonna gonna go for my holidays. That's not a, that's not the way we do it in in Europe or in Germany. If we get relegated, you well, you know what I mean. Good luck being seen on the streets. So. Um, yeah, but what I'm saying is right now, just seeing so many people thriving here in the top top five leagues, um, that the future of U.S. national team will be bright. And I'm, mm. I'm hoping for big things when it comes to our home World Cup. And um, yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. I don't, because I've asked so many times why it isn't possible to, you know, set up a like promotion, relegation, uh, with the USL, but I think it's just when it yeah. comes to money, it's just money thing, right? It's always money, yeah. Oh, I mean, you raise a good point with USL. Maybe that is the way that it's possible. It's like there's a know. two, three, four, fifth leagues that are promotion relegation. Yeah, but, but we all know that it would improve the uh, the, sure. the standard of our game in the states all by 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 multiplics. So yep. yeah. couldn't agree more. Because when it just comes, just you know. The easiest example we talk about football, basketball, baseball, whatnot. They're all the be- the by far the best leagues in the whole world. If you win the Super Bowl this weekend, you're the world champ, right? Mm. And uh, when it comes to to athletes in, in the states, they're not like it in the rest of the world. I mean, obviously we can't. I mean, I can't imagine a LeBron James playing soccer or football, obviously. But maybe like, keeper. Yeah, but I don't know. Let's go with OBJ. I don't know. If they, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? In, Crazy winger. Yeah, so every, <laughs> every, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Steph Curry on the tenor. <laughs> Steph Curry on the tenor, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every major, like the World Cup, for example, this just, it's so funny that we have to do like advertisement for the game of, of soccer or football, whatever you guys like to call it, um, in our home country, it's the number one sport in the world, but not in the US, right? Yeah, and it still if, needs if that. Get, yeah. like, if we get more and more athletes to choose soccer uh, over basketball or football or hockey, whatever, I don't know what kind of freak athletes will come through in the next years. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But then again, there's also the educational part, you know, when it comes to youth coaching and, um, you know, I don't know. But from what I've heard, the the college level isn't the highest, right? That's no, it, it just varies so much. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I can't tell, but I just heard about it. And um, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to youth coaches and just college coaches and whatnot, for example, when I was at uh, TFC, the second team they were actually trained at a very high level. Like I liked what I saw because they had kind of an, an European approach when it comes to um, t- just tactics and you know the just the drills they did and um. Yeah, I mean it's it's a slow grind, but we're, we're getting forward somehow. Getting there, getting there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I mean, speaking about that, let's 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 talk about your time with the U.S. men's national team. So, first off, I mean, growing up in Germany, spending just a little bit of time in in New York, but obviously having that in your roots. 
I mean, what was that transition like to, you know, starting and, and going into the U.S. men's national team? And how do you look back at that time? It was a dream come true. <laughs> I was about to end my finish, like retire when I had my first on the 20 national game, uh, national team appearance. Like, I'm good. I did it. I made it. Yeah. I made it. It is like, uh, uh, seriously, dream come true. And um, yeah, even crazier when I was at Dortmund 2, reserve team playing in the fourth league, mm -hmm. uh, and then they just told me, yeah, you're probably going to be uh, in the, uh, when we play uh, Italy. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I'm not even professional right now. <laughs> and uh, and then Kinsman sucked me on. We won 1-0 in Italy. It was just insane. It was just like a movie. Mm. We were in there, Milan had a chauffeur of the Mercedes, like suited on, who drove me to get Genoa, came into the hotel. There was security on my hotel floor. Floor. I was like, yo, what is going on? You know what I mean? And um, unbelievable. And uh, just grateful oh. that he made me a national team player. And um, even though I didn't, I didn't um, score a single goal and I didn't make the World Cup, which is actually something that um, yeah, I'm very sad about because I was actually in a good form at Rep Vienna. The fuck this summer yeah. I was bought for mm -hmm. two million to Repo Leipzig. So I had a good good good, good campaign this year. And um they took uh, one love skill over me. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he missed the sitter. What? Yeah. 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 Belgium. Yeah. yeah. Uh that's the way it is. And yeah. as I said before, but I haven't scored. And um but you did have some assists. Scored. Yeah, yeah. But even though I haven't scored, I think I can say and, and look into the mirror and say, okay, I proudly represented that jersey, and that's what it's about. And um, yeah. And how do you see the growth going forward of the national team, the U.S. national team? I think this is the craziest generation I've seen so far. Yeah. I can't yeah. talk about like um, I don't know the generation of like Donovan or Dempsey. Dempsey for me, it's the crazy one of the craziest players I've ever played and trained with. Unbelievable, unbelievable gifted. But now you got a Pusik, you got a Tyler Adams, McKinney, you got oh, so many. I'm forgetting so many. Um, Gio Reyna, yeah. Oh, Gio Reyna, uh, the goalies. I, I yeah. mean, the goalie standard was high before. With, with some reason, out. yeah. American keepers have always been pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. They always yeah. make it to the Prem. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so I don't know in terms of who's going to be the next head coach. It's going to be interesting. And um, yeah, but I mean, if you look at your resources and um, yeah, all those players coming through right now, I mean, that's what I'm saying. 2026, uh, Pulisic is not, a, is not a young boy anymore. He will be at yeah. the peak of his game, hopefully, you know, and all those other talents right now. And they're already starters in top five leagues and this is just um yeah it's it's gonna be a now or never tournament in 2026 because yeah, i don't see a better it's generation exciting. coming through as of right now yeah are we gonna are we gonna see you back on, on in the jersey yeah maybe as an assistant coach i don't know <laughs> I'm, turning, coach? I'm turning uh, 32 now so let's be let's be honest and uh, there's so many like talented and gifted young strikers right now Actually, for me, 
I didn't get why why uh, why Pefok from uh, Union no. Berlin. A lot know. of us, a lot he of us don't. Up. No idea. Haji Wright, obviously, he did a good job. Uh, I like him. Uh, Sergeant, also good. But at that time, it was a start. At, I think they were first in the in the league at yep. that time. Yeah. He's got a good amount of goals this year too. You know. Yeah, I don't. But then again, I don't watch soccer. I don't watch games, so I don't. Maybe I'm missing something, but. I don't think so. I don't think you're no. missing much there. I don't know. Yeah. There was so, one. Uh, it's, it's just about me. It's just. Uh, I think the. Um, the when it comes to national team, the it's it's over. I would love every time I yeah. get a call. Easy. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm swimming over there. But um. I'm swimming over there. Yeah, but let's let's be just realistic and honest. That so many uh young and uh, talented strikers, and I don't. Uh, what's it called? I'm not. I'm not angry. If I'm not getting called up anymore, because I know that there are so many young gifted players right now and strikers, so it's all good. I'm just happy with myself, and you know what I mean. I'm just focusing on Kazakhstan. Awesome. Do you have any favorite memories? Like one favorite memory that stands out from from your time and wearing the U.S. Men's National Team jersey? I think Azteca when I, the back heel. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, the back heel, yeah. man. And the fuck, I think First time the, to win an Azteca. Yeah, like 80, 80 years or something. The funniest thing was the back heel is known, man. The yeah, back heel is known. Know, you guys know that it wasn't meant to be an assist, right? Uh, now we I'm do. Not, I'm not. I'm not saying I did. <laughs> well, that was the funniest thing because I, I like sprained my ankle. I played with tape, so I couldn't feel shit. Then I get the ball from Brett Shell. It was back to the goal. Ocho and goal. I was like, dude, it's time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, the rest is history. I go, yeah, I go with the back here, and I and I fucking, I I, I miss it. Like it, I didn't hit it right, <laughs> and it just went sideways. Mike or or did happen. you hit it perfectly, or did you and hit it like, perfectly? I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Hey, I I didn't know he was he was even in the box, man. He's a, he's the center back. I don't know how he got there. So funny, so funny. It's just, yeah, that was meant to be, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, playing as Teca, playing as Mexico, that was that was dope. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Huh. Nothing like that. And 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 going back to your youth, you played with Hertha and Dortmund uh, in their second teams, like you mentioned, Regional Liga West. Uh, what did that do for your development, getting your name out there? playing in a men's league but on exactly. a, a youth team i think that's yeah, the biggest you difference the, you said the most important part uh men's league because um i've seen so many talents like destroying under under 17 under 19 bundesliga and they couldn't like translate into the men's game mm. and that's why it's it's so important to have those reserve teams and just you know grinding against men you know so um because yeah, they give you hell, and yeah. Um, yeah so you, it's it's obviously it's a different kind of uh, preparation for what's to come because it's not that physically in the Bundesliga. It's more now they're way it's way more tactical and, and technical, but uh, but um, but it's nice because it's just like kind of um, I don't know how to say it. How you call it? Iron sharpens iron. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just you know they just grind you out and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to you have to cope with those big ass uh, yeah opponents. Find as a well. way. And, um, 
the, so for me, it was very important to just, it was still on my way to finding myself. Then my first pro contract was at, at Rapid Vienna after those two years in the uh, Regionalliga. They were, yeah. they were very important for me. Yeah. And and as a youth player, you gained a lot of attention on these teams. Um, and we've seen, and I know players personally that were kind of in a similar situation, but they wind up letting that buzz get to their head and then they don't actually wind up make much of a career how were you able mm -hmm. to stay focused and mm -hmm. uh you know what yeah. advice would you give to a, a young player experiencing it's something easy. like that easy first of all you have to stay humble mm. but not just act like you're humble you have to stay humble you know what i mean know where you come from most of the players aren't like rich kids you know what i mean so and they easily forget where they came come from and um my story i was like I was never in the Bundesliga Youth Academy until I was like 17, 18 when I got discovered and went to Hertha Berlin and I was riding the bench for two years. I was started in the last year and um, what separated me from all those other players. And at that time when I went there, I think I was the only guy who wasn't a youth national team player. And I never forget the words from one player um, he was a Polish youth national team player at Hertha Berlin on 19. And he said, yeah, somehow we all become pros one day. You know what I mean? And this dude is unemployed right now in, in Berlin. You know, yeah, seriously. Yeah. There's so many cases. But what separated me from all those others were like, I, I was hungry. Mm. And I was doing extra shifts. Um, I wasn't technically not even as good as they were. But I had I had the I had a totally different mentality because of just grateful to be given the chance, you know what I mean, to work under professional uh, circumstances and um, surroundings and just having the chance, okay, you know, to become a pro. And um, yeah, so uh, I've oh I've seen that story so many times with just gifted uh, like nice talents and then just wasted. Get it, yeah, just letting it get to your hand, head because you get all those fake friends that start to come. Nah, you didn't play that well. You didn't play that badly. Let's go to the club now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, um, what I was trying to say was, have a blackout right now. Young players, players. Blah, 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 blah. How to avoid that. Maybe stay humble. Yeah. Stay focused, not let those distractions wow, so get you off track. It's late. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. I had a sentence and then um, we can't continue before I say that. Wait a minute. Okay. All right, we got we to gotta figure a way to get him back on track. Seems like he's about to drop a bomb too, you know? No, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a bomb. Oh, okay, okay. like, uh, uh, yeah, easy. Okay, that no, wasn't a biggie. Uh, <laughs> all for nothing. <laughs> all for nothing. But, but the... Um, once, once it's the same with what do you say when you meet a nice girl? You say the looks are like the it's like the the entrance, mm -hmm. and then the character is okay. You know, is it is is she everything of you know I've envisioned? You know what I mean? Obviously, you, you fall in love with a girl because she's pretty, and then you get to know her. Okay, like is she? Are we even good? You know, and vice versa. How was her character? And it's the same with. All those talents that, that, that enter academies and are getting discovered, just like me, for some, 
they're all they're all good in a certain level it's like, like we're all pretty ladies you know what i mean mm-hmm. but from then on your heart and your head decides if you make it a pro or not easy easy mm. it's not about how good you play soccer no 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 it's about how you cope on and off the pitch how much are you willing to sacrifice you know all those little things so the game of becoming a pro is decided in your head easy obviously there are so many obstacles you have to stay healthy you have to be just lucky luck is such a big part man luck is such a big part because you have to have to be lucky enough to have a good game in front of the of the right scouts or coaches at that time that are watching the game um uh yeah but all i mean all you can do and this is still the same for me right now in my career all you can do is try to like um yeah put in put in the best and put in all your work and whatever happens happens because i'm i'm telling myself it's just a game it's not different from when we used to play on, on the on the street back in the days it's a game i can have we play St. Pauli now right there maybe i'm getting getting uh, getting injured five minutes in maybe we're getting a red card we don't know it's a game you know what i mean you can't control everything you have to be able to let go but whatever you can um Tell me. Uh, Whatever you can't control? Yeah, like can't control. Well, at least do your part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before and in the game. So, yeah. So what? What's your favorite quote, Sean? Huh? Sean has Sean has a quote that's like, it, it, it's that matching of luck and, and proper preparation. What is that? Oh, luck is when proper preparation meets an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good saying. Because, yeah. you know, German saying is also... My, uh, you're gonna you're right. gonna earn your, your luck you know yeah, what I mean? exactly you're gonna yeah. work for it yeah. and then you, people are saying oh you're so lucky you're well i busted my ass up for that one situation where i was lucky you right. know what i mean was preparation for that exactly yeah. put in 20 i don't know 20 sessions for this one lucky incident yeah. yeah 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 absolutely i mean but one of those negative things that you talked about in terms of i guess being unlucky is the injuries and I didn't know that it was that severe in your in your head that this could be it when you had that major major ACL. Yeah. So walk us through that, like what happened and, oh. and what was that mental struggle like to to make that decision? Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, I mean, I came to Leipzig end of preseason. I had like a very ass, a very very long uh, season. So I played the Austrian Bundesliga that we had Europe League. And mm. I had no vacation because right after you league, we had the preseason, the, the I don't know, preparation camp for the World Cup, right? Okay, yeah. I ended up getting mm-hmm. cut from. And then I had like a week of vacation. To be honest, that wasn't very professional because I was like 21 singing. I just was drunk like for a whole week. You know what I mean? I was on the Mallorca? just being drunk. He's like, hey, yeah, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and um <laughs> Went to say like one tiny week of, of of holidays where I just fucked my body up and then uh, went to preseason again. End of the preseason, I partially tore my ACL, no surgery, which was a good decision though. Came back, started, had seven games, boom, totally ripped it off. So um, tore my ACL for good. Regular as uh, yeah ACL tear and then. Um, after surgery, I uh, developed the Baker cyst, and they say it's like a 20% chance that you can get it. And even if you get it, it's going to burst 
like implode by itself, right? Oh wow! And you know, still got, I still got it saved in my on my images. So I needed three more surgeries to get a hold of those Baker cysts because every time I start rehab, I start that shit four fucking times. Really, wow. getting on the pitch, and and the fluid was com- coming from my knee into my calf. So I had a like mm-hmm. big ass ball under my on my calf, and it's supposed to be liquid, and they put out those chicken wings. Oh my god! Wow. So they were oh, like, that's hey. what they pulled out. Yeah, and it's yeah. supposed oh to be gosh. just liquid. That's a chicken wing. That's a, that's legit a chicken wing. Yeah. So and right before the the, the very last surgery, we said okay. Uh, Frank also told me at Leipzig, hey, gonna, we're not going to let you, you know, fall down. Uh, you can choose a job, whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? You can pick a, pick a job in the club. I was like 25 at that time. I had a baby on the way. And, you know, my wife, my, my, my mom asked me, yeah, what, what you going to do when you can't play anymore? I don't know. That was so, that was kind of going like, being on the verge to depression you know what i mean but it mm-hmm. was still i had a just i can be thankful that i had a good support system and just you know mentally my wife being there for me and just you know i think the last time i cried was um second last time i cried in my life was when i saw my dad grandpa in the hospital when he when he passed and then the last time i cried was after the third surgery we unpacked my 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 knee like the the tapes and everything right after surgery and had a big ass ball again. And I was right thinking, after the surgery. Yeah, and I was thinking, yeah, that's it, that's it. And so we okay, we went to a different surgeon and then we said, okay, if he's not gonna get a hold of it, I'm gonna retire. It was just like magic, and then uh, it worked out and. Um, but by then I was out for one and a half years and they oh. were in the Bundesliga now and they, I didn't have a chance. I didn't get a chance to, to play there anymore. And uh, uh, yeah, but um, that was crazy. That was actually crazy. Yeah. Was that the first instance where you ever thought about your life outside of football? Yeah. Where like it was a reality that, wow, I might not be able to play anymore. Yeah, because um, it took away the fear of dying on the football pitch. You know what I mean? As a soccer player, like, um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so many people don't think about what's after you, what comes after your career. And um, for me, everything I'm doing right now is just bonus. You know what I mean? Like, it can, uh. it's still, my, my knee is sh- it's shitty on MRI scans. My God, the, I'm failing every medical. You know what I mean? But like, um, but it's working. I mean, I don't feel any pain. It's all good. But it just looks on the scans. It looks like they're just spider webs in it. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, that thing's got like just a few rolls of tape on it. Yeah. And and um, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's going just- going back to that time. Is there anything that you feel like? you know, you could do something over, like you would do it differently in that time in terms of whether it was rehab or listening to doctors or, you know, whatever it may be like, did, did you ever kind of 
think like maybe I could have done that differently? No, not 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 what we having. Mm -hmm. um, because um, <clears throat> the last surgeon he got a hold of it, so it was all good. It wasn't, and even I, I well, I had many many nights where I thought about, thought about okay, why didn't I perform at Darmstadt? You know what I mean, and Toronto, and I think it was kind of like not giving myself time to become your own self, right? Okay. And um, because I'm like, okay, I'm healthy, let's go. But it wasn't the it wasn't the way I used to play. And but mm. you you're like unforgiving for to yourself. You're like you're not giving us your, your your body time to just you know come back. And um, I mean, how would you like really change it? I mean, it's different. But like mentally, I was like um, kind of wanting too much. Mm -hmm. for myself and not you know being like patient with myself to that it's going to take a while and they say actually there's a saying in in the game that um it takes uh, the same amount of time you've been out it takes to regain like your old self you know and yeah. i've been out for one and a half years mm -hmm. but actually i mean Halle was like later two two to three years later yeah but um yeah, it was just, it was just, yeah, kind of sad that you think, okay, I mean, you know, you were, you almost went to a World Cup, went to Red Bull Leipzig for two million. I think we had Wigan Athletic wanted me then, Sporting Lisbon wanted me then, and boom, and now you're in third league, and mm -hmm. you're like, damn man, you know what I mean? Like, things could have gone like different, Definitely. you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But then again. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like I'm. I'm kind of believing in okay, everything is happening for a reason. Like I'm a big believer in destiny, and somehow it's not. It's not about what religion uh, religion um, you believe in. I don't even care. But um, somehow, whoever's up there already has your story written, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you just gotta trust the process and just you know be a good person and uh put in the grind and hopefully good things will come back yeah yeah it's great advice and reflecting on the journey right now what things would you say helped you get to this point so in other words why did terrence make it as a pro and why is he still going oh so become a pro was because of my stepdad because you at one time uh he asked me if I wanted to become a pro, and I grew up in Bremen, never made the academy in better Bremen, and so played lower leagues, and um, and I was stupid enough to say yes, because every boy wants to become a pro, <laughs> and then, well, uh, he went he went crazy on me, so we did so many extra sessions where I was just running, he once, like, drove me to a, to a uh, track, where I had to like run a certain time and it was getting dark. And he said, okay, one more lap. And I was I was running the last lap, went back. This motherfucker drove home. So I had to <laughs> run home, you know what I mean? Those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. But, and that's what I'm forever grateful for. He instilled this mentality of just wanting more and just, you know, um, not, not resting and just doing the extra work, whatever it takes. This hunger, you know what I mean? And it's funny because all those players in the Hertha Berlin, when I, when I went there and for the first time I was in professional surroundings, like they were all kind of better than me, mm -hmm. like with the ball and technically, 
Mm. But from a mental standpoint, it was like a 10-year-old playing against five-year-olds. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, because I, was, I didn't know at that time there was so much, like, like so much ahead of those other people who are just like, they're already fed up. They were like, yeah, man, I'm going to become a pro eventually. You don't have to put in the time and the work anymore. And um, so that's what I'm so grateful for. Then, obviously, you have certain certain coaches or um yeah people along the way who kind of like um yeah shape you into this figure and so it was like Kasyanka as I said before um as a as a box stri like classical number nine um who kind of showed me the ropes um then Dave Wagner American who used to be my coach at um, Dortmund reserve team he actually, that's also a funny story. I don't know, it's funny. So there was, I was like the second in the goal, goal race this year and we became the champions in the fourth league. So we got promoted to third. I was on the bench, the pros for one game when we won 5-0 against Cologne, 90,000 people in the stadium and young club didn't sub me and I was mad as hell. And, uh, <laughs> so things were actually going, going quite well for me, right? And at one point in the season, I was like the last guy on the, in the locker room, went to the jacuzzi and I just started crying. And then for some reason, Dave Wagner, my coach used to just be around and just came in and said, yo, what's up? And then I was like, yeah, man, like dudes like Mario Götze, he just shut up, broke through the whole football nation like a year before. And like people like Goetz, he's like 17 at that time, right? Um, and you know, he's killing in the Bundesliga and I'm I'm 21 right now. I'm 20, 21. And I'm still playing the fourth league reserve team, not a pro, not a pro yet. And it's not like, we're not even the same position, right? But it's, um, and he gave me one great advice, which you can also translate to just life itself. It's just, he's just said, don't compare yourself to other, other people because every person has their own time written in there somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't compare yourself to nobody because everything will eventually happen. Just, you know, you just focus on yourself and put in the work and the rest will come. And uh, that was a very, I'll always keep that sentence. Um, good coach as well. Just a good human being, good coach. And um Ralf Rangnick, for example, at the, uh, the Leipzig, I think he got promoted like seven times in his career. I didn't even make that on Football Manager. It's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so this dude was just, he was just, in German, we say yeah. perfectionist. Yeah. I don't know how you say it. It's just genius. Mm -hmm. yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And um, yeah, so you have many coaches along the way they kind of form you and just like, you know, you just gain some knowledge and um, the state I'm in right now, because I want to be a youth coach in the future. So the last coaches I had, I'm kind of just checking out coaches, how they behave in certain situations, obviously what drills they're doing, but kind of like leadership ways, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What am I going to take from that and just, you know, let it flow into my own game when I want to work with, with talents later on? Yeah. So when, you, so when you coach, you want to more so work with the youth rather than maybe in the professional ranks? Yeah. 
So um, because it's, um, how do you say that? It's like learning a job, you know what I mean? Not only because I've been a, a professional player doesn't mean that I'm good at coaching. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, and I believe that I will have a good touch with young players, but I don't know. I have to learn this craft as well. Sure. So I would never say, oh, I want to, I want to coach US national team one day. Oh, obviously I, I would love to, but like, oh, I want to be a coach of, of a Buddhist year club. Well, we can all have dreams, but let's be realistic. You have to learn the craft before, you yeah. know? And um, I think that's just my, 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 yeah my two cents it's just like uh, i think that I, I would have a good connection to young players and just guiding them on the way to become not just professionals because not all of them are going to make it mm-hmm. so not just become a profession but become becoming a man you know right. what i mean so i want to want to help on and off the field just um you know kind of educating them to be good just good people and hopefully good ass players yeah mm-hmm. so that's yeah. that would be my focus uh, right after i stopped playing love that and i mean with your path and everything that we've spoken about and mentality i mean in infusing that into the youth i feel i could only mm-hmm. help but them only, like, reach their potential or something i want to play mm-hmm. with no fucking 10 year olds man <laughs> okay there's got to be a level to yeah, it. i'll, I'll be. go crazy i'll go crazy i'm just <laughs> yeah. oh my god no it has to be like there's got to be some organization, some players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I feel that for sure. I love that though. That's some great advice too. We're gonna head into the fast feet round now. Some some fun quick fire questions. Okay. So the first one, um, maybe you already alluded to it, but favorite player growing up. Titi Henri Thierry. Oh yeah. Man, Arsenal I'm, the favorite Arsenal the favorite team I read yeah, too. Yeah, well, right? I became That's, an Arsenal fan like everyone else because of Henri back in the days and yeah, i'm still they always talk about ronaldo messi and this and that i'm not discussing with nobody Thierry was the best striker period i don't care but then again i don't watch games <laughs> <laughs> so, so who's two games argue, that you right? watch he was the best player <laughs> can't F- argue favorite moment in football maybe uh Maybe last season when we had the derby against the Brooklyn in the third league, one of the first games where the stadium was packed again, almost 50,000, you know, like one of the first games after Corona. And um, we're down by, uh, by like one guy got sent off 1-1 and I do the, the 2-1 and it was just crazy. It was just crazy. People were going nuts. Won the derby with one guy less and it was just unbelievable. Yeah. How about most difficult moment? Yeah, I think I think it was that time when I had the ACL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best yeah. advice you ever received? Yeah, just the one with Dave Wagner when you said that everybody mm-hmm. has their own time. Yeah. Favorite place you've lived? I've lived. Oh, okay. Gotta say, it was pretty dope in Vienna, to be honest. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very nice city. Best player you've ever played with and against? Yeah. Tim Dempsey. And wow. okay. against, well, I played Ibrahimovic, but 
And I also played Neymar. <sighs> if, uh, you say that like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah but yeah, <laughs> nah, I played Ibrahimovic. You know, Neymar. it would be different if I would be a starter the national team. You know what I mean? I was just subbed on and like kind of like, but like, yeah. I mean, obviously, it would be those two. But Fudge. to be honest, there was one guy we had at Rapid Vienna. We played a Europe League qualifiers in Greece. I didn't even know that team, the team's name, and there was this. There was this Greek defender. He was just like, wow, this guy was crazy warrior. And he tackled me all like all 90 minutes. Like he gave me hell. It was so hard. Like man marked me. I was like, damn. Nah? And, but this idiot uh, followed me to a penalty. I converted the penalty and we won. <laughs> but after the game, after the game, I was like, yo, man, I, I don't know you, but I, let's swap jerseys because... I, he just had my respect because I couldn't do shit all game. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So I just kind of it's like game recognized game. I just I just yeah. respected him so much that I wanted his jersey. Yeah. So I you still got it. Him. I don't I still got it, but I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the best opponent I've Fire. How about uh if you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Oh my god, that's a very good question. And um yeah, I think actually um, right before I got discovered, I was thinking about going uh, going to US, going to mm -hmm. a college, mm -hmm. so study something. I don't know if I would make the MLS. So if it would work out as a pro, but I don't know. I coach? Don't know. Yeah, maybe coaching. Maybe just a bum on the street. I don't know, man. But nah, I would nah. I would, I would, nah, you would, you would be working some something. Something yeah. decent. I don't know, but I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. I love that too, though. I love that. Yeah. Favorite book? Oh, yeah. One is the Bitcoin standard. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Actually, I've just read it's right here, but I don't know if it's favorite book. It's uh this one. Ikigai. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. heard of this. The Japanese yeah, secrets to a nice. long and happy life. Yeah, yeah, just just to uh you know enhance your own self and just you know be aware of yeah well nutrition i'm not nah i mean <laughs> <laughs> you're still being to your own drum but when it but... comes to when it comes to just you know finding your own self and be a happy person because this is the most important thing and the most important question in life period are you happy mm. and if not you have to change something because um we've seen it so many times nowadays people are getting burned out and depressed and comparing themselves due to social media everyone's living the best life on instagram apparently Thanks. um apparently yeah, yeah so you know what i mean that's actually it's the last good book that i've read yeah ikigai you should check it out definitely any quote or mantra that you live by it's a very it's a very very basic this is my my uh, German granddad. He said, "Es geht immer weiter." 
Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's like the Nazi writing. It's old German. <laughs> but um so it basically means it's like life goes on. Yeah. Which is like such a, <clears throat> oh, and I hate people like that. But then again, this dude didn't talk that much to me. And um it's one of the few things he said to me. So and when you pass, I got inked. And um I mean it's it's so simple, but then again, that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes well, it's the fans, simplest things though, you know, that yeah, just make just the most sense. Mistakes and just, you know, go out and then be your best version, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and before we wrap this up, just speaking on the tattoos, I want to just ask about the Cyclops one because the, the, the celebration is famous. Where did that come from? Uh, just spontaneous because we had, um, it was back in Vienna. I had, what was it? At very talented, uh, tattoo artist and, uh, oh so this so this dude is like one drawing pictures and they're selling them for like 20 to 50k each he's crazy and yeah. he's just like if you see him you think he's a bum of the streets he's like living in a village always wearing shorts and and has a um has birds that he's petting he's crazy like crazy <laughs> and um and he's so gifted when it comes to tattoos and yeah. so I, I went there and um, I said I wanted to have <clears throat> just the, I don't know if you can see it, just the, the background of yep. the sleeve. I just wanted mm -hmm. crocodile skin. So this, so this dude, he just went on Google, Google the, uh, Google images and the crocodile skin, and he didn't even draw it before. He just did, he did that did freehand. 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 That's free insane. Hand. And then Crazy. he said, "Yeah, and you should, you should, we should go with an eye." And I, I hated eyes. I was like, "What the." Well, but he's so good. I was like, well, whatever, just, you know. Just In that moment, trust, I trust yeah. I trust him. He's good. Yeah, and then we were finished. I was just looking into a mirror. I was just like, yeah, it looks like a Cyclops. And I was like, from then on, the next next game I scored, I was like, kind of became my thing. My thing and um, You just can't stop now, right? Once it becomes your thing. Yeah, it's my trademark thing because, you know, sometimes I don't even feel like it. I'm like, man, it's so stupid. You know what I mean? But then again, it's just my thing. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it's, <laughs> you got to stick through it now. Those last yeah, it's you. Yeah. It's part yeah. of you now. It's part of you now. Yeah. I love that. Terrence, we want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing the story. I feel like we could go for hours. So hopefully there's a there's a round two in the in the coming yeah. months or years. And, you know, we'll be we'll be uh, watching along in, in this golden boot race. And uh, yeah, just all the best, man. All the best. Gonna lose it, but <laughs> hey, maybe even a promotion. You never know. Hey, who knows? You never know. We'll see. And you guys also best of luck to you and your your season right now. So Thank stay you. healthy. And yeah, appreciate very, that. Very man. happy to be here. Terrence Boyd, mic drop on that one, bro. What a legend! Love that. What a guy. Legend. I love, I mean, a few things like, first off, he's just the man. He was just like, you know, super open, super open about his path, super open about the struggles, about the, you know, the good things about him being un unapologetically him. And yeah. I love that because there was something he said early and he kept coming back to it a little bit. It was like, there's that moment when you realize like who you are and what's important and that's kind of like, I've read in another book, that's like your second life. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that. And I feel like once you figure that out and then you capitalize on that, that's when 
the confidence comes. That's when the goals you lay them out and they they look like they can be attained, you know, and you see like you see a bit of your future, like all of this shit can happen. I love that. I love how unapologetically Terrence Boy, Terrence Boyd is. Exactly. He's he's true to himself. And like he said, it took him a while to get to that point. But he you know, I also find it it's it's fascinating too to hear that he came from the uh, like as a youth player, he wasn't sought after like many of these players that make it to the Bundesliga. Like he wasn't are, in the academies, comes, yeah. It comes with this different mentality. And you and I have both met plenty of players that have come from that system and they have this little ego about them or they had it and they no longer have it but and yeah. they realize that but they yeah. and then we've seen the other players that didn't come up through the academy they are fantastic players now um mm-hmm. you know shout out Elias Saad who's currently playing uh, for the second Bundesliga team St. Pauli I mean he didn't grow up in in that type of system and mm-hmm. he was just recently your teammate um and I think that comes with it comes with humbleness because he yeah. he didn't play in in any fancy team when he was young he did wasn't sought after Mm-hmm. Now he has a stepdad leaving him at the track and he's got to learn hard work that way. He's got to learn, uh, you know, that if he wants something, he's got to work for it. Yeah. And I think that he's kept that with him his, his, his entire career. And of course the injury obviously helps reset yourself. What um, an injury too, though, man, yeah, that's crazy. crazy. Three times getting surgery on a Baker's assist twice tearing his ACL. Like, I mean, the thoughts, the places that you have to go during that time are just unimaginable. So, And like, the photos that he showed us of what was actually in his leg. I mean, I couldn't imagine what that felt like. No. Like, it literally looked like a chicken wing. Yeah, that was I nuts. I, yeah, see if that I go, quite, let's see if that part makes it into the YouTube. Yeah, folks. <laughs> can't, we can't put that one in, but... I don't know, yeah. but that was... Yeah. I mean, all that stuff, and it, it's... He alluded to, I mean, not alluded to it. He said it plain and simple. Like, people were more talented than me my entire life. Like, even now, he says, guys are better than me. But he's like, I know know me. I know what I do. I know I'm not going to run around the pitch. I know I'm not going to dribble and take guys on. But the one of my favorite quotes was early. He's like, that box is home. He's like, that box is home. Once we're there. I love that. He's like, once we're there, we're home. Just hold on. We're going home. It's like, yeah. I mean, taking one of the biggest things I took from this episode, along with the fact that just humbleness and what a great guy, you know, he seems, was how important and how amazing it is to know yourself and to use that to your advantage in life. It's the biggest thing I think, one of the biggest thing I think I took from this episode and there's so many gems throughout it. Uh, Yeah, great time. Yeah. Yeah, very happy to speak with him and meet him. And I hope that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe. I mean, the World Cup 2026, like he said, there's a lot some articles. of young talent. I see some articles on, but... on Twitter like, hey, he's hot. Does he deserve a, t- a call up? We'll I mean, see. you never know. We'll see. You, you never, never know. know. You, never, you never know if he can come in and just be like, you know, a veteran too for, for player, leadership, exactly. role players and things like that. Regardless of it, he just seems like he's in a great place right now. So super happy for him. Uh, make sure you guys... Check them out. I mean, restoring the sleeping giant to, to its former glory. Like, what a story it is. Yeah. Um, you can find a lot of the games for the U.S. viewers. You can find a lot of the second Bundesliga games on Watch ESPN. Not all of them, but there are a ton. So, um, yeah, just keep a lookout. Keep a lookout for that scoring tally. It's like, I'm probably going to lose this this golden <laughs> boot race, but fuck it. Um, 
but yeah, it's amazing to see. It's amazing that we were able to speak with him and, um, you know, 31, but I think, I think there's still a lot yeah. left in his story. I agree. Definitely hasn't peaked yet. And with that, keep up the free support, like and subscribing everywhere, leaving us reviews, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of it does help. And it is I want to laugh at a review. I need a good laugh from a review. So who's yeah, we gonna... haven't had we haven't had it. Maybe I just haven't while, checked enough of them, but like the, the, there was a few I mean, there was some keep funny talking. Ones. Keep talking. I'm gonna have to just peep, you know. Because I you know what I don't think there has been. You know, and the free sport helps and I mean all of that helps. Like mm-hmm. if you made no, it this far into the episode, which recent. you should have. I mean, we yeah. need some we need some funny reviews in there, people. Come on. And if you haven't liked us on or reviewed us on Spotify podcast, all of that. I mean, you've heard this. If you've made it this far, then you're an OG. Um, good on you, mate. Good on you, mate. And we just hope that you can plug it and pass it to one person, two people. Just, you know, keep throwing a like. All that shit helps. All those views help. Um and yeah, like we said, 2023 is the year of footwork. I mean, you can see it. These guests that we're having on, class stories, amazing paths, great advice. Um, so let us know who you think we should have on next. We'd love yeah. to hear that. Until next time. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands to make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos those are great but more importantly amazing content for any dream chasers out there plug plug pass tell your friends your enemies your mother your brother your sister your pastor it doesn't matter who tell the mailman your dog anybody that can listen like subscribe review because all of that helps while you're there we'll take whatever we can get to join the club join the club he messed me up i mean he can just he can just mash it together so it's fine (laughs) 